Welcome to the Meet Sandvik podcast. My name is Marita Sander and I'm here with Christoph Süt, who is president of Sandvik Manufacturing Solutions. A warm welcome, Christoph. Thank you, Marita. Happy to be with you today. Sandvik Manufacturing Solutions is a business area segment that was formed in 2020 and it focuses on digital solutions for the manufacturing industry, to put it simply. We will talk more about that later, but first, could you tell us a bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. You can definitely do that. Uh, I mean, first of all, I mean, I am uh, I'm born in France, so I am originally a French citizen, uh, but I've actually been living in Sweden now for uh, almost 16, 17 years, I would say. Why did you actually end up living in Sweden? Yeah, well, I I, uh, I felt at one point in my life when we had small kids that it was great to experience the world and discover uh, different places. And I happened to be working for a Swedish company, had been there quite a few times and felt what a great opportunity to, to do something different. So th- that's the way I moved to Sweden at the time. And what Swedish company was that? Uh, Fabloy was the company I worked for at the time. And then you uh, moved to Sweden and you uh, still worked for Asad Bloy? Yeah, then I moved to Sweden, worked for Asad Bloy for quite a couple of years. I mean, uh, in different type of position, uh, business development, uh, then running one of their division for a few years, uh, which was a great time and uh, was fantastic time in the sense that it's the time where this industry moved from being purely mechanical to become digitalized and, and move to new technology and to take the benefits you can get of new technology. And that's That's mainly the journey I had in that company, uh, working in product development and working in business development most of the time, which is which is more my background, actually. But then you moved on to Sandvik. Uh, and then I moved on to Sandvik. I felt that uh, maybe I had seen what was to be seen with the industry I had been in for 20 years. And I realized that actually Sandvik was embarking on the, some kind of a similar journey, trying to take opportunities of technology and see how it can make the overall business model evolve and maybe be complemented uh, by uh, the software opportunities. So I felt, yeah, that sounds like an exciting journey as well. So let's let's try that one. And now you're president of Sandvik Manufacturing Solutions. Could you describe that business? We have actually three uh, different divisions within uh, SMF. I mean, the first one is DPA, uh, Design Planning and Automation. And I would say the main asset around DPA are related to CAM software. Uh, then we have a few complementary businesses around that, but I would say the core is CAM, and, and we have there acquired a few significant companies, one of them being MasterCAM, that is having a very strong footprint and a very strong number of seats, uh, and then the second one being Cambrio. Uh, then the second uh, division we have is industrial metrology and the industrial metrology division is aiming at uh, providing capabilities to uh, enhance control in the manufacturing process. And uh, that division is also built out of a couple of acquisitions. I mean, the first one we made a few years ago was Metrologic, that is offering a very powerful software in that field. And we have complemented it during last year with two main acquisitions, one being DW Fritz and the second one, DCS. Uh, one providing capability with uh, machines in order to do uh, inline metrology. Uh, and the second one is also a complementary, I would say, software module that fits very well also uh, offering complementing metrologic. 
And then the, the last but not least division is additive manufacturing. Uh, and additive manufacturing goal is really to take the opportunity of new technology and new methods that are now possible to use. Uh, and uh, we have mainly a powder business there that is sizable, uh, but we are really starting to drive that industry and the adoption of that technology that, that we believe will be a great complement to Substractive in the future uh, because of these sustainability sustainable capabilities and, and therefore i think it's good that we start to get a play in that new and fast growing market and how come that sonic decided to create this new business area segment Well, I think that what we must acknowledge is the strong footprint of Sandvik in the industry. I mean, we have hundreds of years, 160 years of experience in, in manufacturing. Uh, what we have also acknowledged is, uh, is the need that, that manufacturing has to become more efficient and to become more efficient, probably software-based tools and new technology can enable that. Uh, to be able to do that, you need also to have focus and to make sure that you identify the area that are, that are key and that you build competence around it. So I think that that focus has been a key element to enter that market. So, so what customers are you focusing on and what growth opportunities do you see? Yeah, I would say the, the customer we have uh, in place are, are a little bit different. Obviously, we have a footprint in automotive that is more or less a quarter of the sales we have. Uh, but we have also a very strong footprint in what we call general engineering. And it comes also with the portfolio of company we have, we have been taking on board on the journey uh, that have a very broad customer portfolio, which I think is great because it it allows us probably to be a little bit less dependent from a sector or, or, the, or the other one. Uh, then I think that what we should acknowledge is that we have a market dynamic that is maybe different from what we have been used to look at when looking at our industrial business uh, in the sense that all the business we are in are far to have reached 100% penetration, uh, which means that the growth opportunity of those businesses is much higher than GDP. I would say for, for the one that are the most mature, and, and here we maybe talk about the CAM business, uh, we have uh, at least an opportunity that is in high single digit uh, growth. Uh, then when you look at other business like inline metrology, like additive, then you will talk about the double digit growth in terms of potential. So just because those markets are growing faster, we get, we get a great opportunity to, to develop our businesses. Where do you see the largest growth opportunities? Uh, <clears throat> when we look at the three different divisions, we have, as I said before, an opportunity that is higher than GDP. Uh, starting with DPA, I think that there uh, we probably are on the market that is the most mature. However, I think that there is both a cloud journey to be made and uh, a, a potential to link this business with the traditional business of Sandvik. And that should lead us to, to have at least a high single digit growth on a sustainable way, and maybe even a double digit le level of growth. So that, that's, that I will say is still very positive and, and, and could contribute to Sandvik. Then when you look at the two other division, both additive and, and, and industrial metrology, then I think we should be going much faster. We should be talking about double digit and at a high pace. And, and why? Just because those two business are business that are in a shaping moment. Uh, additive should become the success of the future and the new way to manufacture for the future. So we should have a high pace. And 
industrial metrology, when you move to inline metrology, you totally change the paradigm of uh, controlling components. And that can revolutionize the industry and therefore should also go at a much higher pace. And do you see any specific customer segments where you see growth opportunities? Yeah, obviously, I mean, there are areas that like energy and and electrical vehicle or electrification that are uh, now developing very fast. And, and we have capabilities to, to address and to offer solution to those businesses. So that's that's definitely a place where, where we could uh, grow much faster than, than, than in the others. So is it right to say that you are representing the future of Sandvik? I think that we are uh, complement legs to Sandvik uh, and we are hopefully, yes, uh, part of the future of Sandvik. Uh, saying that, I think we should not undermine the rest of the Sandvik business because I think that it's the combination of the two that will make the future of Sandvik. is how we capitalize on the, the know-how and the knowledge we have in our traditional businesses and how we link those businesses with, with this new leg that we are adding into Sandvik. So looking at the manufacturing industry, how do you think it will develop going forward? Well, I think that there is a need for gain of productivity and it has always been. I mean, you can look at any factory in the world for hundreds of years. There is always a race to improvement and gain. And what we have seen is uh, we have started to reach a situation and a point where people uh, need to build more efficiency and have realized that digital tools can allow them to do that. When you go in most of factories, you can still see that there is still a lot of paperwork. There is still a lot of data that are not necessarily exchanged in a seamless way, which will drive a lot of double manipulation or, or slow down in processes. Uh, so our role is really to see how can we smoothen that process and make sure that we, I would say, close the loop between the different steps of the manufacturing process uh, in order to build efficiency. And, and I think that's an area that, that will obviously benefit to the overall trend of manufacturing. Uh, then I think there is a second element that we see clearly coming up in manufacturing and it's sustainability. And sustainability is how do you consume less energy, how do you consume less material when you produce, and there we have a role to play as well. Uh, because if you if you go to, for example, additive manufacturing, you will enable people to use just the right amount of material to produce a part. Uh, when you will improve uh, the quality of a process or diminish the number of bad product in what you produce, you will also have a role in sustainability. So, so I think there is different angles that we can contribute to and, and that, that are drivers in the world of manufacturing today. One being search of efficiency that has been there forever but keeps being there. And the one, second one being sustainability. So it goes hand in hand, sustainability and business. I think they go both hand in hand, absolutely. You mentioned you wanted to create this seamless flow, this automated process of manufacturing. Where are we today? How, how far have we come? I mean, I think at this point in time, I mean, there, there has been a first step, as you mentioned, in 2020 to create SMF. Uh, what we have done uh, during the first year and what the team has done during the first year is try to identify what are the assets, what are the competence we need to have on board to be able to to start to close that loop. Uh, and from that perspective, I think the acquisition we have done in the CAM sector that we have done in the 
metrology sector uh, have been key to allow us to have assets that enable that could enable this this closed loop. Uh, so that that was a very important step, and, and I'm very happy with the company we have got on board, both because of the quality and the knowledge they have, uh, but also because of the opportunity they bring for us for the future. Then. What we have started to do now is to uh, build first collaboration case uh, where companies start to link uh, maybe two assets. Uh, you know, it can be a, a metrology machine from the AW Fritz that will work with the metrologic software from metrologic. And you could say, okay, it's not closing the loop. The loop is much bigger than that. But you need to take the first steps that allows you to, to, to create a, a first connection between two assets that make sense. And when we do that in many places, we are setting the direction to enable the bigger picture to get in, in place. You said that you've been focused on getting the right competences during this first year. Uh, do you think you have that now uh, or are there still some competences lacking? I think that we have, as I said, fantastic asset on board and it has moved us forward tremendously. Th- then we believe there are still good company on the market. So, so we continue to look for potential acquisition that could complement that portfolio. And I think that's the normal life of a company. I mean, we will we will be focused on growing the asset we have, on developing uh, the people uh, we have, and developing the businesses we have, and in the same time, keep looking at what could help us to to the journey we want to put in place. So we could expect more acquisitions to come. Yeah, absolutely. I think that probably not at the same pace in the sense that in 2021 we quadruple the size of the business we probably don't quadruple every year but we will keep looking at the right asset and how, what is what what does the market look like are there a lot of uh, opportunities to acquire companies i think there is there is opportunities to acquire company and and, and there is always uh, needs we have to complement our offering so 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 i would say yes there is a ongoing discussion that and and it will be i will i will for for the foreseeable future it will be things to be done there absolutely and now after these acquisitions uh, and you have come quite far towards the seamless flow approach. What unique competence can Sandvik offer to its customer? Well, I, I think that uh, what uh, I, I think that we are still in an early stage, and we have still many things to 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 do to to bring it to the end picture. But I think already today uh, we start to link, uh, and we will continue to start to link uh, information that we get from our tools, for example, and tool data with our CAM software in order to automate those processes. Uh, so this is the type of thing that Sandvik will be able to bring on the table that is in a way unique because of the, I will say, the physical capability we have developed with our tools and the digital capability we have with our our digital tools uh, like CAM software. I heard that you could describe it like Sandvik is uh, the best company when it comes to the manufacturing phase, but now with the acquisitions, we have kind of added on to the beginning of the value chain and the end of the value chain, adding more competences within design and planning and, and then into metrology. Would that be a fair description, you think? Yeah, I think that by, with the acquisition, we have probably added a digital layer to the capabilities we had that were more 
I would say, physical capabilities. Uh, and that layer that we have added is absolutely, as you described, uh, coming a little bit uh, earlier in the value chain uh, that we are used to play into and maybe a little bit after as well. And you have you use this agnostic approach, which means that anybody can use, you can use any tools for these solutions. Could you elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, I, I think that... Uh, As I mentioned before, we have the ambition to close the manufacturing loop. Then when you go into the detail of it, you will realize that it's, it's many digital tools and physical tools that will be used on a workshop. Having the dream that a morning a customer will wake up and say, I will scrap everything I have and rebuild the factory the way Sandvik wants it is probably not realistic. So uh, we have to be flexible. We need to make sure that each component that we can offer is the best and as good as it can be and can be integrated both with our software tools, but also with competitor software tools, just because if you have a CAM software that works today, but you will like to move towards inline metrology, we still want to have you as a customer. And maybe the software you have today is a competitor software, but we have a possibility to offer you added value on, on the metrologic side, then, then we will be happy to do that. Uh, and therefore, it's very important that, that we are flexible and that we are able to, to work with the environment of our customer and, and be seamless in their environment then we will make sure that our product works extremely well together anyway. But we will stay very open. And is this something new? I think that it's maybe not new to the software industry. I mean, many software business behave that way. I think that in many aspects, the industrial landscape has been trying maybe, in, maybe to focus on creating a closed loop that is fully proprietary, uh, which in that sense is maybe a little bit new, at least that someone states uh, openly that, yes, we are open and agnostic. And do you think that will help you reach new customer segments? Now, we believe it will help us to reach new customer segments, but also to accelerate adoption, because suddenly you will allow people to use new things without questioning things that they are happy with. And that's probably a good way to accelerate adoption for customers. You make the threshold a bit lower to get started. And is this something also that can benefit maybe smaller or mid-sized companies? Yeah, I, I think that for smaller and mid-sized companies, that's maybe where uh, we can help them with pre-built solution a little bit more. Uh, but I, I think the same will be for them. They also have limited investment capabilities. So, so I think it will definitely help them too. So what about the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, has that affected your business? Well, I think that obviously all businesses got some kind of slowdown at the moment COVID-19 came because maybe a little bit more difficult to deploy new solution and, and to move forward. But what we have seen after that, it has also been boosting uh, the need for digitalization and the understanding that digital tool can help. So over the last, I would say the last 18 months, we have seen a very strong recovery of the business and an extremely big interest for, for digital solution. And I will say even businesses that were seen as single-digit growth business have been growing faster than that. So could that actually has 
kind of speeded up the business and the in sense of digitalization. Yeah, I, I think that it has been a, a driver to to uh, to speeding up the business and uh, enabling, uh, I will say, more digital tools and uh, and and helping people to realize that digitization is is in a way a good driver. I think there is a few other drivers in the world of today that are potentially helping us, and one is the level of inflation we are facing, where people are more than ever in the need of getting control on their cost. And, and, and the digital business is, is basically helping you to be more efficient and, and to keep control of your cost in a way. So, so, so I think those two drivers are potentially uh, in a way an upside for us. And what do you think are the main challenges for you? Well, I, I think that uh, there is obviously a challenge for the market to understand the added value we can bring to the market and what can they get with those new technology. Uh, from that perspective, I think it's very important for us to, from now on, do, do things close to the customer, make sure that everything we have in mind or that we have in paper can materialize at the customer side, that it can be demonstrated. Because that's really going to be the challenge as it is in all transformation journey. Get people to understand what they can get. And the best is, is to do it with them. And if you try to kind of look forward, how do you see Sunwick Manufacturing Solutions within a couple of years? Well, I, I think that there is a, a couple of things. I think that in a couple of years, we should have built uh, assets that are very strong. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, for us, it's very important to be a decentralized organization and to make sure that each business is, is strong on its own uh, feet. Uh, so I think when I look at it in a couple of years, I believe that we should have developed roadmaps uh, for our products and their different assets that makes them the, the best of what you can find on the market. Uh, then the second thing is uh, we will step by step make it more real in terms of closing that loop and, and making it real for customers. Uh, and, and I believe that we will also clarify as we go, uh, the way these things are done and the way they are implemented with customers. So, so in reality, it's, it's two things. It's the, it's the development of, of our assets and making them strong and, and our companies. And then it's, it's starting to show how they fit together and how they contribute to creating added value for customers. Finally, I'd like to ask you a question I ask all podcast participants. If you could choose who you would like to have dinner with, somebody who is alive or a historical person, who would that be and why? Um, I, I think that uh, if I would be able to choose and have a dinner, I will probably take uh, a bunch of 20 colleagues I have been working with the last 20 years, just because I have had great fun working and I think it, it's nice to uh, get to meet those people that you worked with you know, 20 years ago in a different context uh, and that's very anonymous, but that you have very good time with and contributed to build yourself. So probably no one very historical, uh, but just simple person that I had the chance to cross during the, my journey. I think it sounds like a very nice dinner. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Christophe, for joining us today. Thank you. And if you want to listen to more podcasts, go into home.sandvik.podcast where you can listen to all the previous episodes.